Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom, and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Noam Rauscher, and I'm a rabbi in Charlotte, North Carolina. Today we begin Masechet Nidarim, the tractate of the Gemara dealing with vows. Nidarim is plural for the Hebrew word neder, which means vow. This tractate is dedicated to discussing how these vows can be made by a person and the validity and consequences associated with those vows. Our Mishnah will show us how Nidarim are only one particular type of vow amongst the larger group. The basis of this system of vows is found in the Torah and specifically in the book of Bamidbar, Numbers, chapter 30, verse 3, which reads, One shall not desecrate their own word. They shall do whatever it is according to whatever comes from their mouth. Our Mishnah begins by teaching us that Nidarim are part of a larger system of vows, but that they are similar in some way. All equal terms for nidarim are effective like nidarim, and for charamim, they're effective like charamim, and for oaths, they have the same weight as oaths, and nezirim, or nezirot, they have the same weight as general nezirot vows. So we've gotten four different types of vows here. Nedarim, charamim, oaths, which are also known as shvuot, and vows made by a nazir, or nezirot. Nedarim are vows that prohibit objects. A shvuah, or shvusa, an oath, is a vow that obligates or constrains the swearer. Page 2b of our Masechet, Will, speci- will specify how a vow makes an object forbidden to the person, while an oath forbids the person to the use of the object. Our Mishnah clarifies that charamim are like nidarim in that they designate property, but in fact that there are two types of charamim. There are charamim which are vows related to property and its designation to the temple, and the second are specifically charamim or vows that are prohibitive. Then our Mishnah adds the idea of a nazir, a person who has taken specific restrictions upon himself in dedication to God. As the Gemara continues to teach us, it takes issue with the similarities and lack of differences that the Mishnah glosses over when it introduces the topic. According to the Gemara, the Mishnah should explain things in an orderly fashion, by difference in category rather than by making everything appear similar. For instance, there are categories of obligation for a Bechor, a firstborn son, dealing with inheritances, but not specifically regarding redemption from a Kohen. Whereas there are other obligations for Bechorim regarding redemption of a Kohen, but not related to inheritances. Other than the different types of vows, one of the most interesting things about this topic is the power of words. Perhaps that's also, that also relates to one of my favorite titles for God, Hu Amar Ve'olam Nivra the one who spoke and created the world. It would appear that in Judaism, words have significant weight, 
you can in fact create an entire world out of them. Consider this when you think about the words that a couple speaks to one another under the chuppah, the wedding canopy. Rabbis are particular to educate the couple about the phrases that sanctify the uh, one to the other. The rabbi may prompt the bride or groom to say their part, but it's clearly on the part of the individual to repeat the words out loud, specifically the parts that relate to them. When a rabbi says, Hare at or ata, mikudash or mikudeshet li, they actually whisper the word li because it means to me, hoping that the couple will say the word li out loud so that everyone else can hear it. The rabbi can't say it themselves or else they would be married, theoretically, to one partner in the couple, and it's for the couple to say to one another themselves because it is by their own words in which they are getting married. And repeating these words out loud is what makes the words real. Speech and words are not just things that can be uttered and then disappear into the ether. Rather, our words concretize our thoughts and feelings, and they leave an indelible mark. They cannot just be overlooked or forgotten. And on the flip side, it's not only, it, 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 it not only do they obligate the one who speaks them to take them seriously, but they require the listener to treat those same words with the same level of respect and weight. Shalom. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.